Hello, Joy Sounds listeners. It's Chris. Did you know that pop songs are up from 23% to 49% when comparing the first half of 2019 to 2018 of the Hot 100 Top 10? And that hip-hop songs are down from 60% to 34% in the same period of time. Songs written in a minor key are down from 72% to 57%, and the average tempo is up from 83 BPM to 93 BPM. And 57% of number one hits are under three minutes long. Well, I know all of this because I subscribe to Hit Songs Deconstructed. Hit Songs Deconstructed is a powerful resource that analyzes the compositional and production trends of the Billboard Hot 100 Top 10. Their interactive database goes into incredible depth, so you can find out how these songs work and who's behind them. Hit Songs Deconstructed is an ideal resource for music industry professionals, educators, and students looking to break into the profession. As an exclusive to Joy Sounds listeners, my friends at Hit Songs Deconstructed are offering a complimentary one-month subscription. All you have to do is sign up by going to hitsongsdeconstructed.com slash joysounds. That's hitsongsdeconstructed.com slash joysounds. I know you'll be impressed by all that Hit Songs Deconstructed has to offer. So once again, go to hitsongsdeconstructed.com slash joysounds and get your complimentary one-month subscription exclusively for Joy Sounds listeners. Welcome to Joy Sounds, music you need to know, presenting the brightest emerging and breaking artists. This podcast is about who's next and who you will want to follow. And who knows, you might discover your next favorite artist. Here's your host, Chris Sampson. Hello, and it's my pleasure to welcome you to another edition of Joy Sounds, music you need to know. On today's episode, we present a very soulful and talented vocalist, Jedge. Jedge made quite the impression on the last season of The Voice. When he got the coveted four-chair turn, he continued to impress with all of his performances, earning him a worldwide fan base. On today's episode, Jedge talks about life after The Voice and how he's ready to make his mark as his own artist. Jedge also performs three songs live from the Joy Sound Studio. He performs Tasty, It's Alright, and his latest single, Superstar, which you can find on streaming platforms everywhere. So let's open today's show with Jedge performing Tasty here on Joy Sounds. Like it's supposed to be Tell me, but do you feel me? Cause you're acting like you're no good for me Something about yourself Makes me wanna walk far miles Just to get to you Get to you, yeah The way you twirl your hair Oh baby, it's unfair What we gonna do? Hard to let you go when you're so tasty I'm craving a Little bit of something nice But you're pretty sweet with me tonight Cause you taste it You make me Savor every part of you But you know that I don't get for you No 
I know you hurt so easily, but I can't give you no apology. Oh no, tell me, do you still feel me? 'Cause you're acting like you're no good for me. Oh, something about your style makes me wanna walk for miles just to get to you, yeah, get to you, yeah. The way you twirl your hair, oh baby, it's unfair. What we gonna do? Hard to let you go when you're so tasty. I'm craving a little bit of something nice, but you're bitter sweet with me tonight 'cause you're tasty. You make me savor every part of you, but you know that I'm no good for you. Flavors that you never felt before, me baby, for me baby. Take it up a notch, so you can turn it down. Hard to let you go, but you're so tasty. I'm craving. Something nice, but you're bitter sweet with me tonight. 'Cause you're tasty. You make me savor every part of you, but you know that I'm no good for you. Tasty. You make me tasty. You make me yeah tasty. That was tasty, performed by Judge on hey. Joy Sounds, and it's great to welcome Judge to the studio. Welcome! Hey, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, and along with Mark McKellian, who you just heard on guitar. But Judge, that's a fun song. Thank you. Yeah, that's nothing that's right. but a, like a good time. <laughs> it's a bop. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. What I like about that also is is that version is it's that's such a cool stripped down version to how you usually yeah, perform totally. it, right? Yeah. yeah. Because normally I have like a full band, and if you've heard the actual record on Spotify or Apple Music, it's there's so much going on in it. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot yeah, of percussion. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So no, I love it. I, I want the listeners to like um, now that they've heard this version, yeah, to go check that out too. Yeah, yeah, it's totally. Like night it's and day, different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of the fascinating things I think uh, about your story is uh, your upbringing and your background. Um, your family really dedicated a lot. And supported you in a tremendous way to make this possible, right? Give us yeah, a little bit totally. of that backstory. So I, I'm just gonna just basically summarize my story. Yeah, We're go from for the it. Philippines, and we basically stayed there for. For me, it was 15 years before we started moving here in the U.S. But basically, the reason why we wanted to move here, a uh, long story short, is because my parents wanted to give me and my sister a better chance at life, and yeah. they just thought that. If we went here in the U.S., because they toured here before, so they've lived here for a year, like ten years before we actually moved here for good. Okay, and um, my parents just noticed that here in the U.S. it's different because if you actually work really hard for something, eventually you'll actually have it if you just have the motivation and the talent to do it. 
So they wanted me and my sister to experience it as well as they wanted me to see the snow <laughs> and Disneyland. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, um, the U.S. and the Philippines is something that everybody wants to go to. Like it's a goal for everyone to get there. So like it was honestly like they've done it for they've they've done the move for me and my sister essentially because they had like a good life there in the Philippines to be honest. They, my mom's a working nurse and she was a member of the Philippines Nurses Association. So she has she has it going there. And my dad is also a professional there. But when they moved here, we had to start back up from the bottom. Mm. And I didn't quite understand that because we were just fine there. And we didn't need to move here. But I guess like, I didn't know why my parents brought me here. Like I knew that like coming here in the US will have a better life. But it didn't feel like it initially when we moved to South Dakota because it just felt like we were starting all over again and they had to leave all their families behind. South Dakota. Yeah. <laughs> as well. So that I mean that's a real um, yeah re real environment change. Yeah, oh my gosh, it was so different. Honestly, like it was a little bit of a gamble for my parents to do that. They it was a little bit risky, but I'm glad that it paid off. But um yeah, just like everything from my sister pursuing nursing and me pursuing music, they've just been so supportive and dedicated to just helping me out and my sister out. It seems to take a lot of courage to yeah. make that jump. You know? Yeah, totally. and, I, and I'm just kind of wondering how how you faced that because now now not only have your parents taken that leap, yeah, but now you have to take advantage of it. It definitely felt like I had to um, like give back to them, so I kind of use that as motivation because it felt like. Not that they were pressuring me because no one's pressuring anyone, but it felt like pressure to me because I was just thinking that my parents really just gave up everything they had there. And I know that the reason for that is because they wanted me and my sister to succeed. So like, I don't want to be just sitting on my ass all day and yeah, not doing yeah. anything. So obviously like, I want to like work hard to like prove to them that, you know, like it's paying off and moving here was not a mistake and I want to make them proud. So yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess like I use that as motivation for me to just work hard and really study hard. But I didn't really know I was going to go for the music thing till like later on. Like, Is that right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I thought this whole time, I think it's a Filipino culture thing, but I just thought the music was just a hobby that I would do on my free time. And I wanted to do well as in like just doing well in school, getting straight A's. And just going to nursing school and getting straight A's in college. So that was the original plan was to go yeah, to nursing school. That was my motivation when I was like, oh, I want to actually like make my parents proud. I want to work hard in med school or nursing school and be a nurse and make a lot of money and then buy them a house, you know. Wow. <laughs> Completely shifted. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> How did that conversation go? Was that was that a welcomed conversation? Um, I never really like... I never really thought about it till I moved till I went to LA to do this camp for acapella called Acapella Academy. So it wasn't really a, a thing where like it never occurred to me that I want to do music professionally. Was that uh, camp a turning point for you? Camp was definitely the turning point because mm -hmm. like when I moved to LA to do that for a week or so, there were a lot of people that were actually graduates from USC, including Ben Bram. He was a music industry major, I yep. think. And um I just like talked to them and I was very new to the LA scene. And I mean, the camp was beautiful. It was an incredible experience. And I was just thinking like, wow, they're really happy. And they're actually full-time musicians that do what they love to do. And yeah. so I talked to like some of them and asked like, is it possible to like, you know, 
come here and have like a life as a musician because you guys seem really happy. You guys seem like <laughs> like this is what you want to do. And like I fell in love with the whole thing like for a whole week. All I wanted to do was do music. So I was like, if I could do this this week for like the rest of my life, like I want to do that and make money because you guys seem to be making money. <laughs> I talk, yeah. And I talked to them. They're like, yeah, it's totally possible. You just have to work really hard. They showed like, you it could be real. Yeah. They're like, they're like, it, it's honestly possible. They're like session singers. They they work in the studio. Like they they work at this camp. They get paid. And I was like, that's incredible. Like, wow. what do I have to do? And they're like, well, go to music school if you want, or move to LA and just start the life here. But I was really in love with the fact that I wanted to go to school and learn something. Got like it. I love school, so I felt like going moving to school in LA. Studying music was the perfect idea for me, and that's what you did. And that's what I did. I like went back home, and that was actually the summer leading up to nursing school, my freshman year. And so I tried doing the nursing thing for one semester, like just kind of hoping that it would actually click for me. But I was doing it; I was doing fine. Like I was doing well, but I wasn't feeling it. Like it didn't feel yeah. right for yeah. me. Yeah, got it. So that's when the conversation started, and I talked to my parents, and I was like, you know, like. I've been actually thinking about possibly pursuing music for real um, and moving to LA or going to Boston to study in Berkeley. Yeah. And I was like, I want to, you know, like take a semester off and just apply to all these schools while I'm in my semester off while working and see what happens. And basically the deal was I'd be able to go to school if, if like we could afford it. So that was the the whole deal. Um, Cause my parents really wanted to support me. So they wanted to give me a chance. So the whole semester I took, the next semester I took uh, like time off to like apply to all these schools and I got in to Belmont, Berkeley and USC and decided to go to USC because of the weather. And I just like <laughs> LA, I, I fell in love with LA. I just love it. Um, the weather is the big selling point. Yeah, after yeah, all. yeah, exactly. And luckily enough, like I actually got like grants and scholarships. So it was a good deal. And I talked to my parents and they were like, you know what, you're moving to LA. We actually are, we want to move to LA too, because they were getting tired of Oh, no South kidding. <laughs> well, like, it's just like not the place that we were used to, because growing up, we were in a very hectic city and we love living in, you know, a big city with a lot of things to do. Yeah. So they were like, you know, we're just going to tag along. We're just going to live like an hour away from LA and you can do your thing there. So they moved with me and yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you know, in, in, in certain scenarios... I would imagine that somebody wouldn't want their parents to sort of follow them to college, but in this one, it actually seems it seems like exactly the right thing to do. Yeah, you you yeah. guys have been in it as a family from the very beginning. It yeah, seems, it seems appropriate. So. Yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. I was like, as long as you guys stay an hour away, that's cool. Just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, it's dope though. Um, but like, yeah, I just wanted to bring them with me and my successes with them. So like, I guess that's why I wanted them to move because I was like, I know you guys would like LA more. And I know you would love to live in LA than to live here in South Dakota. Yeah, so just yeah. come with me and like just enjoy being here with me. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah, yeah I, I love that part of the story. My guess is that music school was um, pretty eye-opening for you. <laughs> and uh, one thing that I've noticed about going to a music school like the one you did is is that um, all of a sudden you become you know you were a big fish in a very small pond, and now, totally. and now all of a sudden that changes yeah. and and I'm wondering, you know, it's it's human nature for you to then start comparing yourself to everybody else that's around you that is so hyper talented. Yeah. It's crazy. And I, I, <laughs> I I'm just kind of wondering if 
if that experience may have been a little bit of the inspiration behind your song Superstar. Definitely. I wrote that, I think, junior year of college. I mean, being in the program that I was a part of is very uh, competitive because it's a small program and you get to know everybody in a very short amount of time and you just, it's not hard to, you know, it's very easy to not miss like the stuff that they're doing. So it's like, you hear about like, oh, this person's doing this and that. And you hear another person doing this and that. And you're like, well, like, I'm already super busy with, you know, my the load work that I have with school. It's, right. like, it's like really hard for me to like, like kind of doesn't navigate. It, like, do I? <laughs> doesn't it immediately make you feel like you're falling behind? Like you're yeah. you're behind the, the rest of everybody else? Yeah. Well, I in my head, I'm like thinking like, I feel like if I just focus most of my time in school and schoolwork, I feel like that's a good investment. And I feel like the energy is going to come back to me later. But at the same time, like I'm looking at these people that are really like hustling and they have the energy to do a lot of work in school and a lot of work outside yeah. of school for their own career. And it's just, yeah. it's like kind of, I can't help but like compare myself to them. Cause I'm not that type of person. Like I can only like focus on so many things. And to me, that was school at the moment. And I could do little projects here and there, but I was never really like heavily like pursuing my yeah. own career. Yeah, yeah. So like seeing other people like thrive in both ways, it was kind of hard for me. Cause I was like, wow, like you guys are, like killing it right now and it doesn't feel like i'm killing it right now but i have a feeling i might do it later like maybe i'm just a late bloomer but it's it's hard to like just see so many people like doing yeah. so many cool things outside of school especially in social media environment when social it's media. such instant gratification yeah. again this is another topic that superstar touches yeah. on is that all of a sudden you kind of start to see in real measurable terms, whether it's views or likes or whatever, yeah, yeah, you know, whether totally. it's artificial or not, you start yeah. to see this stuff. Yeah. It's got to work on your head a little bit. I would. Oh imagine. my gosh! And it's not even just like the school, but it's also just the city that I live in. It's yeah, like, it doesn't course. just happen within that bubble. Even if I try to escape it, it still happens outside. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's really hard. It, like I can't help but like think about it sometimes because like. Yeah, just comparing yourself to other people and looking at the numbers and being like, wow, like they seem to have everything figured out, but they're way younger than me. And I'm like out here, I'm about to graduate and I still don't know what I want to do. I still don't know where my life is taking me yeah. type thing. So let's invite Mark back in yeah. and have you perform a superstar. So on Joy Sounds, this is Judge with Superstar. They say don't compare, but it's hard when it's got 14 million views I don't get discouraged so easily, but what does he have to prove? How did you get there? I wanna know your secret Are you willing to share? Is it a problem? Just wanna let you know I'm jealous Cause you're so good at what you do A little sack is why you're thriving I feel sure of what to do And I would have understood if you're way older than me It's wrong to feel this way but I just can't See that I'm so jealous Cause you're so good at what you do 
That was Jedge performing Superstar. I love that song because I love how honest you are about it. I, I love just saying, I'm jealous. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, acknowledging that. It's a little bit uncomfortable for me to like actually sing that in front of a huge crowd because I don't want people to think that, like, oh, he's just bitter, he's salty, insecure. I, but I get it. I yeah. get it. But you know what? <laughs> At some point or another, we're all jealous. Yeah, we, we, oh, we all so have true. to be, we all have to contend with that, um, that emotion yeah. and kind of deal with that. Yeah. And it's not very many artists that can actually just step forward and just say, and that's the way, because you're right, it, yeah. um, it's vulnerable to yeah. actually say that. But that's the goal. Like, I want to write stuff that, you know, like, is super relatable. That's not just about beautiful things. Like, I want to show, like, my insecurities and how I get jealous often and the ugly things, which is beautiful to me. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Recently, you just came off of a really strong showing on the show, <laughs> The Voice. Yeah, congratulations, <laughs> thank you man. so much. Thank so, you. how did that come about? Um, so basically, I started doing a lot of BGV work outside, and um, I made a friend. His name is Ryan Nealon. He's an incredible vocalist and songwriter, and he uh, invited me to sing backgrounds for his show. At the hotel cafe. Okay. So um, I did that, and there was a random casting producer that was in the room, and she said that she was working at the bar. So <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe she was like doing that and also doing like casting for The Voice. Um, <laughs> so she like multi talented. I know. <laughs> Serve you up a drink, cast you for <laughs> exactly. The Voice. Yeah. I was like, wow, you're hustling out here. <laughs> but I was in New York and got a phone call from her, and basically she was like, 
hey, so we're looking for like last minute people to fill in our spots for the blind audition. And we were just wondering if you're interested in auditioning and sending out videos to the pr executive producers to see if you're a good fit for the show. Okay. So I was like, yeah, let's try. I mean, like, this is already like a door that opened for me. Like, why not? So yeah, yeah. I've always wanted to experience what it's like to be in a TV show anyways. So I like said yes and submitted videos and they emailed me back and they were like, yo, so we want to have you for the show, like for real, for real. I was like, oh, cool. And I thought for a second that they wanted me as a, as a stand-in, just like a, just kind of like a paid actor to do it. Oh, I see. Okay. I was like, so I'm not going to be a real contestant. Right? They were like, no, you're going to be a real contestant. I was like, oh, okay, cool. When when am I moving in? Because I have to move into a hotel with a bunch of the other contestants. Right. Damn. They're like, you're moving in in like a week and a half. And I was like, great. <laughs> so it, I did a lot of paperwork. And um, basically, they told me about all these things about the contract and how I have to stay in a hotel for a month and not be able to go anywhere else. It is weird, isn't it? <laughs> it's you, so you, weird. You get sequestered on this yeah. show, don't you? Yeah, but I was so into like the idea that I'm basically seeing what's behind the scenes for this show. It's like I was actually really excited to see how the voices behind the camera, you know, like what what they actually do behind the scenes cuz I always wondered like why does it seem like it looks like a well-oiled machine like everything is just so seamless and they're so yeah. perfect about everything. So to me like that was a very exciting time kind of seeing it is how fascinating. they put everything together. It is fascinating how yeah. they put it together, isn't it? Yeah. But you did perform and four chairs turned around which yeah. My guess is this was pretty um, a surreal experience for you, right? It was honestly like I legitimately blacked out when I was singing. I just didn't know what I was, what what, what the hell was happening. I was <laughs> shaking. <laughs> I was just trembling because they made it look so intense on purpose so that the contestant just gets more adrenaline. Like they told the audience members to just not even make a noise when I'm as I'm going on the stage. So all I could hear was my footsteps, and then. I could just see like the four chairs That's turn crazy. around the opposite way. And the band didn't even cue me. Like no one cues them. Like you can't hear any click because I wasn't wearing any in-ears at that time. So yeah. it was just like they just did the intro and I had to sing. So while I was waiting, I was literally just like, just like waiting for the first note to That's hit. That's wild. They just, they, so they just throw you in. Yeah, they just throw me in. There was no like right, one. <laughs> it was wow. just like, oh my gosh. So, and actually they like add the sounds for the buzzers. To later on, like it's a it's an edited vocal uh, sound that they actually add. Okay, so that's so not in the room. So you, in the you room, can't it's hear that. super quiet. Like yeah. when the chairs turn around, it's super silent. So and I wasn't paying attention, so I didn't even know that two chairs have already turned. And then I started <laughs> freaking out when I saw that. And Blake Shelton turned first, and I was like, "What? That's so confusing." Like you're a country artist. Yeah, yeah. For me. Okay, all right. But, yeah, and they said some extremely complimentary things yeah. about you, which yeah. is I. I, I, I Got to imagine, really great to hear. Yeah, it was a very, like, it was just a great, like, uh, affirming moment for me to be able to hear that from people that are actually really successful in the industry, um, like, saying really nice things about me. I'm like, okay, maybe I actually have a shot at this yeah. thing. So. All right, and then you signed on to Team Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what was what was the experience then moving forward? Because then it gets even kind of... It, well, with all mean. the battle, you know, <laughs> there's it, so many. The actually, way the things get kind it's of pretty put strange. Together. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh well, it's made for TV. It is, is made for TV. Yeah, yeah, which is okay. We can we can yeah. we know that it's made for uh, yeah. you know good TV. And yeah, there's exactly. supposed to be drama. So what yeah. was that experience like moving forward? Well, 
honestly, we were all just like, okay, we all know that we'll never win over the producers, and we signed up for our life for this one. So let's just ride the wave and get as much exposure as we can, because we all knew that you know it was a game show at the end of the day. And, right. You know, <laughs> Again, it's made for yeah. TV. So. It was it was fun going through the process, but I didn't have. I purposefully told myself to not have any expectations and just go out there and kill it and do the best you can. Because at the end of the day, no matter how good you are, sometimes there like you can't control the outcome. There are factors way you out are, of your yeah, control. Yeah. Basically, like you are just a contestant, and it's TV. Like they could do whatever they want. So I enjoyed meeting like the band members and the music director and like working with a band i enjoyed like looking at the set and like seeing how they change things up like that was fun um and honestly like those were the good parts the bad parts were kind of really bad because it was very emotionally challenging to be right on a show like that where millions of people's eyes are on you and they see you not as human but as like a part of a game show like they literally see you as just like an item that they like want to bet on or they want to like hate on because uh, yeah. they don't like it and it's just like it's hard to re- like people keep telling me not to read stuff but yeah i had to turn off my social media actually yeah by the you, middle of the season yeah you just put yourself out there big yeah, time didn't yeah you? exactly so like again like it was something that i didn't really realize was like a thing that was actually really bad for me like i thought it was like okay cool like i know that i'm gonna get some hate but like it's fine. Like I'm still going to enjoy the exposure or whatever, but like it didn't really occur to me how emotionally taxing it is to be Mm. in it until Mm. when it happened and it just hit me. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like I need to get off of every kind of social media right now and just give it to my manager. (laughs) So she was kind enough to handle my socials for me and it helped me to focus a lot more on doing work and stuff. But I can't help but wonder, like, what are the people, like, thinking about me, you know? Right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. because yeah. you're just, like, you're so vulnerable being on that show. You, they just put you out there open for all criticisms. And I'm like, is this the life of, you know, like, an established superstar? Like, That's actually what I was wondering. Did you actually come to question yeah. at any point, oh, my goodness, is this really the life I signed on for? You know, yeah. <laughs> was that... I don't know, was that a mirror that was held up to you a little bit? And did you have to confront that question? Yeah, definitely. Like at some point I was like, you know, like, do I want this life? Like, is this something that I should even go for? Like I'm thinking about people that are really huge, like Ariana Grande and Justin Bieber. And the voice is like nothing compared to the amount of exposure they get. And we're already getting this much like stress from this show imagine how much stress they're going yeah right through. like it's just it's crazy. real yeah and it's not it's, it's not just the performance that they're judging they're judging their personal life what's go, what's happening around them we were lucky because they were only they were only seeing the our performances like they didn't see what what right. our life was like so right. they were only criticizing like that part of our life but you weren't necessarily getting yeah. uh, getting hit by paparazzi while yeah, trying exactly. to eat dinner you yeah know? and that was already hard for me i was like Maybe it's not for me. Like maybe some people could handle it. Like maybe I'm just too sensitive or something. But um, it got better as the show, you know, moved along. And I was really like relieved when I got eliminated. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Was like, you could kind of it exhale was, a bit. It was at that time because I was like, you know, I feel like I've gotten enough things. Like I feel like I've gotten what I wanted to get from the show, and it was time for me to go. And there were there was only two two weeks left before the show ended anyway. So I was yeah. like, 
I am ready to go because this is becoming a routine that I, you know, it was getting tiring for me. And not not because of the band, not because of the rehearsals. Like, I love doing that. But more just like every week you get judged by people. Every week right? you hear stuff from people. And I was just getting so tired of that. And I just wanted to like take a break and go back to my home and just chill. <laughs> and I was about to say, Andrew, they take you out of your home environment. Yeah. And all, so that all was hard. Things. So, yeah, I can I can understand that. Yeah. Um. But as a result of the show, you also um, generated a significant yeah. Jedge fan club yeah. <laughs> that was very loyal and very passionate about what you do. Yeah, and uh, you know they were they were rooting for you. Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of wondering um, how did you continue to keep that connection with this this fandom that came out of the show? Yeah, I'm. That was one thing that I was really grateful for. That you know it opened a door for my true fans to actually listen to my voice and discover me and you know like follow me even after the show ends that was really nice and neat but the thing was like while we were on the show we were um we had a lot of backing so like we were being really hyped up on social media and i feel like people are expecting us to kind of maintain that momentum after the show and right. without you know the support yeah, I- of such a big company like the production like the voice so it was kind of I was a little bit pressured after the show to just kind of like, oh my God, I got to keep the momentum up. I don't want to just like fizzle out after the show. Like I don't want right. to be that artist. Right. And um, it's hard to do that. It's like, you got to just, it gets harder after the show because you got to really just like tell your fans like, hey, like I'm releasing this content because you don't have like a, such a big platform like The Voice to back you up with that. So um, I had to like learn how to like really like use my social media a lot <laughs> yes, and just really just like connect to my fans. And in a way it was good. It was good practice for me. Yeah. It was a very exciting time because I took a break for about a week. Then afterwards I was like, you know, I'm excited to go back in the studio and just like write and work with producers and songwriters. And it was a really nice time. Like I miss just creating something without having the pressure to post it. Um, yeah. Because before, like, I felt the pressure that I got to release this now because I'm going to lose the momentum. So it was nice. And um, now that's my focus right now. Just, like, kind of taking a step back and just focusing on writing, really creating something that's really good and super me so that when I get it out, like, I don't want to half-ass something and just, like, put it out. I want to take my time into putting something together. And so I just want to keep writing and honing my craft but yeah, another struggle that I had with the show was probably just like kind of getting out of the whole cover artist right like thing. Cause um I think like if you do shows like this, um, you run the risk of like people knowing you as a cover singer. And I ultimately I really want to be known as a you know, an artist of myself that writes original music. So. I think I think that's the big distinction in the show that a lot of people don't realize is obviously you're singing cover tunes yeah you're singing material that everybody loves and that everybody is very very familiar with yeah and being able to translate communicating a cover tune that everybody knows what to expect yeah to then communicating and getting an emotional response from original material is the is the dividing line that not a lot of people can make yeah um, Yeah. you know or or cross from those shows and so i'm I'm just really glad to hear you say out loud that that's that's something that that you a recognize and b where yeah. where you're going to put your investment as an artist. It just feels like a doing the cover thing and continuing with that felt like an easy out for me. Like 
I felt like if I continued just posting on YouTube every week, doing covers, I feel like by now I would gain more fans from that. But like, it doesn't go with my goal, which is to be not to be like a cover singer, but I want to be like a real artist. And I feel like I just need to kind of tell my fans that like, hey, like I can also write original music and kind of shift their perspective from, you know, seeing me as judge from the voice to like, judge like an actual artist that writes songs so that's like the biggest challenge for me right now just kind of like shifting that and like kind of shifting my fans perspective of me because yeah. right now i get a lot of dms from people being like when are you releasing your next cover like we we want to hear more covers from you and it's just like i want you guys eventually to to like look forward to my original music and be like when is this new song coming absolutely out? yeah that's good the, for you yeah so good that's for you. Cool. it's just that it's the harder route but it is. it's super worth it if you keep doing it and if you get something out of it, like it's so worth it. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. Man, this has been a great conversation. Thank you so much for you having today. me. And speaking of your um, original material, we're going to have you uh, and Mark close the show out with a tune called It's All Right. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about this one. So I co-wrote the song with Jensen McRae, which is basically a, another student from USC. And we were in the same class. Um, and... When we were in the session, I was just kind of feeling like I'm really good at telling people what to do and giving them advice, but I'm mm-hmm. so hard at following through my own words. And so I just wanted to, you know, write a song about that and kind of the song is about like me talking to myself, being like, it's okay, you can cross the waters too. You've told the people that they can do that, so you can do it too. Like you're good enough to do it. Writing the song was a really therapeutic thing for me, like kind of letting it out and just kind of being like, okay, now that I have this song what's next for me? Like, what's the point of writing this song? I actually need to like do what I wrote in this song and follow my own advice and move on. So, Outstanding. All right. Yeah. Well, Mark is going to shift from guitar to piano for this one. But Jedge, what a great conversation. Yeah, thank you so much, I Chris, see, for having me. Yeah, I see great things ahead for you. And I know you're taking the harder route. And I know that that's exactly the route you should be taking. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. That means a lot coming from you. Yeah. You got nothing but support. Just a reminder. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So we're going to finish today's show with Jedge performing It's All Right. Pretending it 
don't matter I'm so ambitious as well Sometimes it's just too easy to say Gotta take a good look at myself Gotta take my own advice When I say What is fine on the other side Nothing again if you don't try No, it sounds like a lie But it's alright Too many people to take a plunge But I'm not sure that I'm good enough Shouldn't sound like a lie Cause it's to subscribe and follow joy sounds wherever you listen to podcasts also follow us on all social media platforms using the handle at joy sounds music are you an artist who would like to be on the show visit the contact page of our website at joysoundsmusic.com for more information until next time this is joy sounds music you need to know